0: Welcome to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information from industry leaders.
1: Hello, I'm Diane Estabrook, staff writer at McKnight's Home Care Daily. Reimagine Care is a tech-enabled oncology platform startup that wants to move some oncology care to patients' homes. Recently, the company launched its first pilot in Denver that will deliver home-based care to blood cancer patients following bone marrow transplants. These are some of the most vulnerable cancer patients. So I started my conversation with Reimagine Care CEO, Dr. Aaron Gerber, by asking him, why start with these patients?
0: We were fortunate to have a clinical champion, Dr. Clayton Smith, who is the head of the Department of Hematology and also the bone marrow transplant program at Colorado University, Anschutz. And he is very passionate and innovative about finding ways to deliver. Improved care for patients while well, you are right, these are a very vulnerable patient population who you know may be uh, experiencing uh, infections that can it can be life threatening they are also a patient population that uh, you know, undergoes a lot of challenges as it relates to uh, the delivery of their care. So these are patients that will spend a significant amount of time in the hospital uh, when they're undergoing their engraftment. And then depending on where they live, they may actually need to, uh, you know, get local housing or stay in a hotel in order to travel back and forth between the medical center and, and where they're living. So from a patient experience standpoint, also from, frankly, a a safety standpoint, being exposed to various, you know, viruses and other things uh in sources of infection, viruses, bacteria, fungal infections, et cetera, it's uh, it's 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 tricky, right? So this is a population where we felt like if we could demonstrate that we'd benefit greatly, right, from a experience standpoint. And also that if we could show that we were able to improve outcomes would, uh, would, would really effectively demonstrate the capabilities of our program.
1: Now, would all oncology patients, and we talked about bone marrow transplant patients, but as you move forward, would all oncology patients lend themselves to treatment at home?
0: So, no, not all, all patients. So, first, I think you have to separate out what, we'll, what we talk about is symptom management versus uh, oncology uh, treatment in the home. Right. So for symptom management that would apply to a very broad set of patients. So any patients essentially that would be experiencing symptoms as a, as a result of both the disease as well as the treatment that they are receiving. And those patients would benefit from having access to uh, both the technology as well as the uh, people uh, that would be available to them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, then where appropriate, there are a large number of patients, a majority, that would benefit from being able to receive supportive treatment in the home. So, for example, IV hydration or IV antibiotics, uh, instead of having to travel to the medical center or a clinic to receive those services, they can receive those services in their home. Is it relates to the delivery of cancer drugs in the home, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, hormone therapy, etc.? There are a, um, a growing list of, uh, of drugs, injections, infusions uh, that have been shown to be lower complexity, lower to medium complexity, essentially having a, a more modest side effect profile, right, that can be safely delivered in the home by the appropriate staff. And I know we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I suspect that's an area of interest. And so that list today is over 30 drugs you know Dr. Justin Beckelman who's a close advisor to Reimagine Care and who leads the program at Penn has demonstrated that with over 3000 patients a year now over 30 drugs in the home that they can be done safely and effectively with great patient experience
1: and you alluded to the staffing and that is my next question <laughs> did you partner with home health firms um, what do you look for in those firms to provide these patients when they come into the home?
0: so there's there's both, I would say, requirements for the for the agency and requirements for the individuals, right? And so maybe we could kind of talk about that um, differently. So, for symptom management, uh, remember we have these two solutions, symptom management, and then we have cancer treatment at home. So for symptom management, we're looking for skilled home health uh, nurses that uh can respond uh to uh, our needs within a couple of hours um and so this is this is important in, in a significant difference for the way in which many healthcare organizations and their staff operate today um they typically respond in 24 to 48 hours when there's an order for 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 home uh, skilled nursing so that's um that's one of the first key differences for the individuals, you know, we're looking for um, they don't need to be ONS certified for for doing the symptom management. We're talking about providing the you know IV fluids, IV antibiotics. When you move into cancer treatment at home, we're really looking for oncology certified nurses to deliver that care. We believe that's important both from a safety as well as a trust standpoint. These are nurses essentially that have uh, taken the exam. To become certified, it does require one to be an RN. Uh, it requires a year of experience prior to sitting for the exam, and it requires a thousand hours of uh, uh, adult oncology work. And so, you know, again, we think oncology is uh, one of the challenges in the reasons why perhaps oncology is lagging other areas in terms of the shift to the home is that. Um, You know, there is both a uh, concern on the part of the clinicians as well as the patients that the care that's delivered in that home will be delivered safely and effectively, and if there are any adverse reactions to the medications. um, And again we're selecting the right patients we're selecting the right drugs we're doing a lot we're supporting them with technology. That you have somebody we're pre medicating all the things that you would normally do in a clinic, but we want to make sure that um, you know safety first.
1: And a couple of questions. Um, You you first talked about the the quick turnaround that some of these home health staff have to get to the home quickly. They don't have 24 hours. What does that look like then from a staffing perspective? When you look to partner with a home health company, do they have to have these people that are ready to move quickly? Do they have to have large numbers of staff? What does that look like?
0: Yeah. So they, they need to have, again, when, when, The way the program works is we're we're using a combination of technology, remote patient monitoring, for example, in the case of, you know, Colorado University, where we're measuring for temperature. Right. Uh, Because temperature is one of we're measuring other things, too. We're measuring, um, you know, heart rate, respiration, movement, et cetera. But temperature is one of the key things that we're focused on, because that's the leading indicator for an infection which is what you really worry about in the bone marrow transplant population. Um, and and there has been a lot of evidence to show that um, the time between identification of the infection and the administration of the antibiotics can have a very significant impact on um, the, uh, the, 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 the outcomes for those patients. And so um, the same thing, if we've identified a patient that's dehydrated, the goal here is to Uh, be able to provide them fluids before they get to a point where they're so decompensated that they need to go to the emergency room. Otherwise, what's the point, right, of what we're trying to do? So the key here is to use the technology in the virtual care center where we have um, experienced advanced practice providers. Um, Today, those are all nurses uh, with a lot of oncology experience, and they can uh, assess using the the data that we have, the knowledge of the patient from our connection to the provider through the electronic health record um, and interactions with the patient, they can assess, they can diagnose and they can order treatment where possible. But we need that treatment to then be administered within a very timely fashion. It doesn't need to be within five minutes. Otherwise, you know, that's more of a an emergency, right? And we're gonna send the patient to the ER. But if it was 24 to 48 hours, at that point, the patient could, especially in the case of, for example, BMT would be, yeah, you know, you're not going to get as you're risking uh, a poor outcome or a poorer outcome.
1: And again, you talked about these specialized oncology nurses going in to the home. What is the likelihood that a home health agency has those people on staff? Is it tough to find those people and source them?
0: It's a great question, Diane. Um, you know, our our um, in the conversations that we've had and. We've had some, not as many as I'm sure we will have over the next uh, many months. It's it's unusual for a home health agency to have those types of resources. And uh, the reason is just because while there have been a number of organizations across the country, again, I point to Penn as an example that have demonstrated that you can do this successfully and effectively, Nobody scaled this. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to provide the capabilities to healthcare providers and the interactions with with payers, to be able to and partner with with home healthcare agencies to enable this to happen at scale, so that millions of patients in this country can you know receive high quality, affordable, accessible, home centered cancer care. That's our mission. So this is um, one of the areas that uh, you know if home home health agencies. Uh, want to position themselves for um, for success in this particular area. This is one of the things that you know, get, both getting the talent that's capable of delivering this these capabilities, but also adjusting or reconfiguring a portion of their operations to meet the the those those needs is going to be important.
1: Having said that, does that mean that you could be limited geographically? Um, we we hear a lot about hospital at home and the potential it holds for rural areas. Um, if you don't have that kind of staffing in a rural area, would you then be precluded from providing these kinds of services to cancer patients who live in more remote areas?
0: Again, great question. It's something that's come up multiple times. The the great news about the virtual care center and the technology that supports those individuals is that that is scalable no matter where a patient is. Then the question is, are we able to send care to the home? And and by the way, by using that, patients can do self-management and they can work with the nurses in the virtual care center to be able to uh, address some set of issues, right? And ideally, if you're identifying issues early, take dehydration as an example, right? So, you know, the text, You know, a couple of times they says, you know, how are you feeling? Patient says, you know, I have a little headache. Right. And so it takes them through an algorithm and basically says, okay, great. Why don't you drink some water and, uh, you know, take Tylenol and lie down and we'll check back in an hour. And, And automatically the text just follows up with them. Right. And let's just say it goes away. Right. So maybe what we've done is they were on the start to dehydration and we basically then, you know, kind of nip that in the bud and that's fine. Let's just say that that progresses. Right. The patient's not able to do it. So then they talk to the nurse in the virtual care center. There are things that the nurse in the virtual care center can do to assist that patient so that they're able to, again, address the issue before it becomes significant. In the case of the rural patient, if it gets to a point where care is then required in the home then if we don't have the resources in that area they would need to go to their local uh, medical facility to be able to receive those services yes
1: would you extend this kind of a service to somebody who lived by themselves or would they have to have someone in the home with them
0: um you know having uh we we think we can deliver these services to both uh people who live alone uh, as well as people who uh, have a caregiver uh, who either lives with them or, or who who will come and uh, help take care of them. Again, we go through a whole, we have eligibility analytics that essentially will work to identify uh, which patients would be a good fit uh, for for the program that we're offering, both the symptom management as well as the cancer treatment in the home. We will do a, a site visit before we are sending out you know the nurses to essentially deliver the treatment. We want to make sure that um, the home is conducive, right, to doing the the care that we that we want to provide. That it's going to be safe for both the patient as well as for the caregiver, our nurses, right, that are going out into in, into the home. I mean, it's a it's a it's a real privilege to be able to you know meet patients in their environment, and it's uh, of tremendous value. Um, you know, we have patients come and. sit sit with us in the hospital that's our turf right we don't really understand you know the way in which they live their life and when we can get into the home uh, for again the appropriate patients um, we can learn so much about them and and through that we think make a real difference in terms of both uh, their not only their experience but but the care that they receive
1: you alluded earlier to private payers um what about how is how would this be handled through medicare or medicaid um would this be considered a hospital at home type situation or would this be considered home health and how would that be compensated how would that be paid for through cms
0: yep so the care that we're delivering here is more of a, a home health right or a home infusion service versus a hospital at home, where there's a set of criteria that essentially would indicate the patient would otherwise have been admitted to the hospital, but then you're able to treat them in the home environment. Um, and um, it varies uh, by, you know, whether it's Medicare uh, or Medicare Advantage or Medicaid, uh, they can each have uh, differences in terms of the rules uh, for what, you know, uh, we're able to uh, essentially build for and receive compensation it's one of the reasons why you know we've been i think it's one of the real value adds that we can provide to our provider partners is really helping them work through all of those um all of those issues as it relates to reimbursement
1: We talked about earlier about um, your pilot dealing with the bone marrow patients. Do you know what the cost differential might be for somebody who's being treated at home versus staying in the hospital or maybe going to a hotel to get this kind of care?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it it uh, uh, we're going to find out (laughs) because we're going to see what the results are. But uh, the cost is 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 really significant. Um, so, you know, these are patients, again, that spend between three and four weeks in the hospital. Um, so, you know, the ability to reduce, you know, a, uh, you know, a hospital day or two on the front end could be, again, very significant. If we are able to address the issues of those patients before they end up back in the hospital, then, um, and again, once they get to the hospital, they tend to be a lot sicker, right? Requiring more intensive care. Sometimes the intensive care unit, which is very expensive, that we can reduce the cost significantly there as well. Um, You know, these are patients, uh, Diane, that, you know, typically, you know, these are hundreds of thousands of dollars per patient. And so, you know, we're talking about tens of thousands probably in the savings category you know one of the reasons why we're doing this in the way that we are with colorado is we want to measure all that right we want to see what are the cost benefits what are the clinical outcomes uh, for patients you know i think i may have shared with you before it's a little bit like if you can make it here you can make it anywhere right and so we wanted to be able to demonstrate you know there is a huge opportunity to improve the experience for these patients. We think that there is a significant opportunity to improve the clinical outcomes for these patients who are immunocompromised. Uh, and if you can keep them in the home, they're much better off there than traveling back and forth to the hospital, especially if they're living in a hotel. Um, and um, and uh, in doing so, we think we can save a lot of money as well. So we're excited about um, the, the program and looking forward to seeing the results.
1: And you just launched this program, so it's sort of in its infancy, the, the bone marrow program. But just to date, are you getting any feedback from the patients involved? Do they prefer this?
0: So um, it's one patient at the moment we're about to enroll. We've actually uh, consented two more that will enroll in the next couple of weeks as they are discharged from the hospital uh, to their home. And uh, so far, the answer, he, this, this particular patient is getting a lot of attention. We have four nurses uh, that are monitoring this patient almost 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, um, but he seems to uh, be very happy with um, the experience so far. Um, but it's only one data point, so
1: oh, one, 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 one down more to go. I
0: hesitate to draw any 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 trends from that, but so far, so good.
1: Dr. Aaron Gerber, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Diane, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Newsmakers Podcast. For the latest in long-term care, senior living, and home care news, visit McKnight's.com.